ASI. This is episode 30 of season 4 of the podcast. Thanks for listening. 10 years old. This is a 10-year-old podcast. That's like ancient in podcast years. But yes, it's been around for 10 years. On and off the 10-year anniversary show. Here we go. We are war. We are war with terrorism. Racism. But most of all, we are war with ourselves. God show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Ten years. How do I know? November 28th, 2005 was episode one of this podcast. Season one, episode one, 2005. Um, Wow, it's been a long journey along the way. I start out with that song by Kanye West, sort of a song about battle, right? About going to war. Uh, That was a season. You know, taking this thing on like, ah, I'm going to war. Like, I'm not going to let this thing overtake me. And having that attitude, um, I I know how that feels to feel like your computer is the 800 pound gorilla, you, you know, and, and you were alone with it. And there it is. And it's staring at you and you're just ugh, you're feeling powerless. I hated that. Today, I get emails, messages from people. your smartphone, right, in your pocket, walking into the bathroom, that, it's epidemic. I've been humbled and honored by uh, listeners who have sent in emails. I've I've cried tears for you and and with you in some cases. Um, When I started this thing in November 28th of 2005 I, I really had no idea people would actually listen to it I just uploaded it I wasn't even on iTunes at the time I was on Yahoo podcasting which was a new thing they were doing and I don't even think they do it anymore but uh, that's where I was at like I knew I wasn't alone in the struggle but I was like sending the message in a bottle right the SOS how many are out there sort of as a question it was really more of a personal audio blog and reiterating the things that I had learned to the world and and also back to my own soul at the time I remember being on my knees right here in my basement just uh, praying should I do this right like this is going to be opening a can if people do listen right um it took some courage and a level of personal insanity uh, overcoming some fear to take on this subject publicly uh, and making myself a public person in the process and even though I wasn't honest with everyone I wasn't totally honest with myself I still had a lot of work to do I was there, uh, motivated by something a a friend said, and thinking that maybe I'm not such a piece of crap, and that maybe there's something in me that I have to give. There I was like a broken, messed up servant before a very benevolent, graceful king, hands open, head bowed, Um, in my basement 
cold basement at the time, listening for God. The, the, the word from the Lord, I suppose you would call it, that blew through my heart like a wind was, and I realize that this may sound weird or supernatural or like I'm a kook, but uh, the, the response I got was a, a, an overwhelming feeling of, yes, I should, that I should um, do this, and and hopefully it's it's made some sense to some people. Because truly, man, I had no idea other people would listen or be impacted by by my words. Um, I'm not an educated man. I'm not a um, a guy who, right? You you would think is most likely to succeed in the world, right? I started a very sticky drug habit at 14. Um, I became a criminal. I, I've been to jail. A couple of times, I have struggled over the years with different people that listen and what someone like you may think of of someone like me. Um, it really was a, an SOS and a hopeful message in a bottle to other strugglers, listeners, sojourners, right? Soldiers, um, sages. Yes, I love that tune, and it always reminds me when I hear that song. It reminds me of this podcast. I wanted to end this episode, or right, kind of land the plane, so to speak, in this ten-year anniversary episode with a Thanksgiving story. Um, ASI started as a an act of Thanksgiving, really. Uh, during this season, it wasn't just this season, but some movement, the spark of the heart so to speak. So um, bear with me as I go into a little Thanksgiving story before Christmas here. Um, a, a nightmare before Christmas? <laughs> no, I can't call it that. And uh, There was some, yes, sort of a, a nightmare that I wanted really, really badly to wake up from. 
And that's part of the honor I felt interacting with some of you listeners as you want something as well, right? You want that. Wake up from this nightmare. So whether you've ever emailed the show before or messaged me on Facebook or sent a tweet or not, um, man, it's been really cool walking with you, being on this journey, meeting you, right? Having you hang out with me castaways, my fellow sojourners, my um, outlaw saints that are out there that maybe are a little angry, right? Like myself, a little pissed off at religion some, right? Um, Asking different questions because of, of some of our, right, addiction or compulsion, we tend to wade into the uncomfortable question asking for some religious types and and now you know the whole sexual addiction uh purity movement has become sort of mainstream in christian culture and and that brings up other questions and it 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 can also stir anger in our hearts again towards this american evangelical sort of machine right that uh, it just it's like those of us with trust issues have trust issues for a really good reason, right? A lot of us really do. I hope you get what I'm saying. There's people that are like-minded that end up listening. They started listening because of being fed up. I tend to, we draw to ourselves like-minded people, right? That's maybe why you're listening or have been listening, Um Again, fed up with our own situation, pushing back. I've been one who wants to push against the sickness, all right? Not get down with the sickness, but push against it, push back on it. I have been one who wants to war against the darkness, against what's icy cold or what's sweltering hot, right? Um, I've been one who wants to take on the things that are dark and destructive, and I found that those were living in me, right? Uh, That's part of this journey. I was taken to therapy as a kid, pretty young, and I saw the benefits of talking to someone who was a safe place to listen. That's part of this, right? That getting help, um, the realization of powerlessness over our addiction or compulsion is really important. Having an attitude that, I mean, I don't know everything is critical. I'll even use the the metaphor of flipping a switch to turn on the power. And sometimes that isn't as easy as it sounds. Uh, We just had a big storm here in the Seattle metro area, knocked out power for hundreds of thousands of people. We were without power for like four days. After day two, I remembered and realized that I have a generator in this old motorhome that's parked next to my house. The guy I bought the motorhome from said it was a powerhouse kind of generator that it electrified his whole house, he said. He was out for a week. But I knew that this is going to take some extra effort, right? I hadn't started it in like six or seven years. It's been sitting there 
Um, the the battery cables to it were all corroded and, and needed to be replaced. Uh, the fuel line, I had to hook up a new fuel line into a, a makeshift, right? I, I put them right into the gas cans themselves to get fuel into this generator. It took some effort. It took some work. But I wanted the lights on, at least some lights on. I didn't want my food to go bad in the refrigerator, um, stuff like that. There, I had this resource that I wasn't using, and it took me getting off my butt, right, and pushing back some of that negative uh, in my head, right, the voice in my head that's like, seriously, you think that thing's going to run after you've neglected it for six or seven years, Russ? Seriously, you really think that? And, you know, it's part of my fear of disappointment as well. Like, am I really going to put all this work in to get this thing right wired up and buy new battery cable mounts and put a battery in it, right? I had to take a battery out of my old van and put it in there. And really, Russ, you're going to have enough faith. You think that's going to work? And and I'll, I'll be honest, there was some prayer involved because I had that thing wired up. I had my wife's car jump-starting it on the motorhome, hooked right to the generator battery, and I'm sitting there with the on button, and it's just turning over, just did, did, clunk, 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 and 15 minutes of that, right? Sitting in the car, pushing on the gas, trying to warm it up, trying to get more power and juice into that generator battery, right? So it'll charge, so it'll turn over faster. I'm spraying starting fluid into the intake, and I'm just sitting there, another 10 minutes, and I'm like, Lord Jesus, please, right? Going, is this thing going to turn over? Um, And there I am, head bowed, right? praying, asking God for a spark, you know, just a spark. And then again, that, that voice of distrust or, uh, you know, the the voice of, I, I don't know what it is, but it's just, it's there going, you know, you could pray for God to turn the power back on Russ. That would be, wouldn't that be easier, right? Like you, you're going to be out here with a generator. Seriously, you're praying for a spark. You know, there's that thing in my head. It's, it was there. But I, I kept praying, and then, and then, boom! Right, just it sparked, and then it kept, and then, and then, right, and then, boom! And then it started up, and the thing started, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is awesome!" It's funny how God designed us emotionally, like these little victories. Something happens that's even like, "Oh, this is great!" Right? You know, your car starts when it's really cold out or it's old you know then you're like a little victory ah right awesome it's funny how we're designed emotionally see in one scenario i didn't want my food to go bad right like that's a big motivation for me starting up that generator like i wanted to get at least plug in the refrigerator right um in the second scenario I was, I didn't want to lose my marriage, right? There's still this love thing in me that thought that maybe I could, that, that there was a spark of hope. Again, you know, that, that picture of finding hope in a hopeless place. Actually, 
getting the courage to meet with the pastor, right? And talk with this stuff because, you know, that was a money thing for me. I, I would rather have seen a therapist or a counselor, but I didn't have insurance. So there I am in this pastor's office and I'm in the same kind of paradigm dealing with the issue of value, right? Like, what did I value? What What was the big thing to get that stupid generator to spark the value of food right the i just bought we bought some groceries it's all in the fridge it's gonna go bad um in the other scenario my heart wanted to see more life and was maybe testing the waters of hope i remember sitting in rick's office there in marysville at ac3 and and rick i I was like you know he's asking me about value right and he quoted uh, a piece of scripture ephesians 5 verse 29 after all no one ever hated their own flesh but they feed it and care for it just as christ does the church this is tied in context with the uh, love your wife as Christ loved the church, right? Um, do you, If you love yourself, you can love your spouse. You know, this kind of, uh, I've heard this before, right, in counseling. But he was approaching it from a, a value perspective, which had me kind of lean in a little bit with some interest. But I'll be honest, I had a very trigger-fingered defensive mechanism in me. Anger was rising up, and I had a fuck you right at the edge of my lips as he was speaking this to me. And he said, uh, he said, you you value your flesh, right? He said, that's what you value, and that's a big part of this. He's like, that's why you're in the situation you are in right now, aren't you? You know, and he didn't say it to be self-righteous and he didn't have a a tone of I'm no more right he had eyes of kindness when he did say it so I kind of leaned back and if I'm honest I started pushing back a tear and I said dude I don't value anything and I don't love myself and I'm uh, close to suicide I've been close to suicide a couple of times because of this thing so don't tell me I value myself or my flesh I don't I don't even like myself that's where I was at how am I supposed to love my wife or love other people when I don't even like myself and this man knew me some you know, and, and looking at it from his perspective years later, you know, thinking he was taking some risks as he was opening up and talking about this with me and confronting me on it, uh, I'm sure took courage on his part because I'm not Mr. You know, even tempered, so to speak. But he said, again, he went to value. Like if you killed yourself wouldn't that just be you know the ultimate in self-preservation right like you just put an end to all the pain and you're more valuable than all of the people that have to deal with the fact that you ended your life right like think about a, a year from now think about how it's going to impact the people that love you the people that know you the people in your family Is that going to be your legacy? 
something that popped into my head, right? And he was right about what I was valuing. And it was like somewhere in my heart, it was one of those, right? (laughs) That thing just started up a little bit and went back into the fact that I was still addicted, still compulsive, still an adulterer. But the hamster was on the wheel, so to speak. And that's how I see the ASI podcast, all right? It's getting a spark going, like someone did for me. Someone got that thing in my heart to to, to, to get some hope. It's a, a glimmer of hope, right, in, in what I thought was a hopeless situation. If I could just get one more listener, one more soul out there to realize that, you know, that this thing can start, right? You can start the process today. It starts with a decision today. And it starts with a little faith. I'll be honest, you, you need to want something. You need to want it. And then walk with God. You're not all alone. And I'm telling you, if you feel out of control, if you feel like you can't stop, if you feel hopeless, man, I've been there. One of the greatest emails I've got, and I've got a few of them over the years, and people have heard my story, and they're like, if you can see some freedom in this, man, I it gives me hope. Like, if you could do it... <laughs> It almost sounds, and they've even apologized. Like, I, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm better than you, but if you can do it, I can do it. And that gave them hope. And, and hopefully that's where you're at. Um, get a spark. Want something. Have the courage to reach out, to pray, to, to realize that you're not the higher power. Um war metaphor okay but there's part of this i got an email from a guy a soldier all right this guy's a badass um i love this man my relationship with him over the years via email i've never met him in person but that's one thing he said to me years ago and this guy's a warrior all right he's like what if it isn't a war what if it's what if it's not a fight um had a guest on the show wrote a book called samson and the pirate monks He's also the founder of the Samson Society, which is a groups for Christian men, which are all over this land, even here in the Seattle area. Love this guy who said something profound about the spark. Nate Larkin, um, who said the first step is surrender. Think about that for a moment. It's not surrender to my own laziness, right? To my own negativity, to my own um, puddle-like heart. Eddie Caparici is another Christian counselor I had on the show. He he did this metaphor in one of his blogs about whether your heart is like a like a stream or a flowing brook, or is it like a puddle. Um, a big part of seeing that spark, that right, is realizing that I need to surrender to something higher than I am. The first step is surrender. That's part of getting up and, and, and wanting to see this thing spark. Is it a spark of faith? Is it a spark of being fed up with the situation? I don't know what it is for you. Your journey's your journey.
but I, I want to encourage, and hopefully I've been an encouragement. Hopefully this show has been an encouragement because it, it took me wanting something in the beginning. I'll just be honest. So I hope that makes sense. Um, again, Russ at ASI247.org if you'd like to dialogue about that. Um, my weird generator metaphor here. Again, I don't know what the spark is going to look like for you, but that's something I continue to reiterate on this podcast is that you're not alone. Uh, even if you have no friends, even if you don't go to a church, even if you're not in a group, you're not alone. You're not alone. Talk to God. He loves you more than you can imagine. Um, I have some guests uh, on the show soon, ending season four with some uh, bravado, some really good guests that are coming up real soon. And uh, so stick around, uh, subscribe uh, if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button. If you'd like to leave some feedback or leave a review of the podcast, if you like it, uh, that's another way you can help with the podcast with the mission with the message um besides donating money uh, um has it impacted you and if it has would you leave a review on either itunes tune in radio uh, stitcher i would certainly appreciate it because who knows maybe it will help uh, another soul out there find this message in a bottle wash up on their beach in their own hopeless situation they might find some good news right um as for me i continue to do some interviews i'm continuing to talk to some folks and working through uh this community paradigm um what it means to have a spiritual authority in your life right and please, I, I hope you don't get the message that, you know, Mars Hill Church fell and now Russ has trust issues with spiritual community. That's part of it. But when it comes to getting help with sexual compulsion, sexual addiction, man, there's a ton of great places that you could go, even online, right? Triple X Church has groups, um, uh, Dirty Girls Ministries, women who are addicted to pornography in the sexual compulsion phase she has groups over there uh, there's places you can go and you can find community and you can get help now today and that's beautiful uh, I'm just talking about kind of walking out this life with other Jesus followers right I'm not so um, hot and excited about the word Christian in my culture here in the United States today um, I, I am a Christian, right? Uh, that word means little Christ, but to identify myself as such is, um, I, I feel it's sending the wrong message. Most in my culture still today hear the word Christian and think, oh, self-righteous religious person. There he is, right? Sorry, that's the way it is. Uh, should you go to a SA group, um, a men's group, a, I don't know, it, again, this is your journey. It's, it's finding people you can trust and learning not to trust the bullies, right? Just because someone says and they're trying to hold over you that they're your spiritual authority or uh, like me, I have authority issues, right? My trust issues kind of morphed into authority issues and 
in this spiritual journey, we need people we can trust and we cannot do this alone. And, but I'm not sure about spiritual authority, to be honest with you. I don't know what it looks like to trust someone, you know, oh, you should listen to this person when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to, you know, I think we let people that we like speak into our lives because we trust them and we've walked with them and we know their character some. If if you don't know someone, I would be really cautious. Matthew 23 has been one of my favorite chapters in the Bible because it's Jesus's rant at self-righteous religion. Um, and he says this in Matthew 23, verse 8. And it's something that I've I've heard in, in it helping me trust and even going back to my roots and starting this podcast 10 years ago, realizing this truth, right? That we have brothers and sisters and that there's one teacher, there's one father, spiritual father. He's not Mark Driscoll, right? He's not pastor so-and-so. He's not the father of your uh, Catholic church, even though they, they like to be called father. Um, instead of listening again to religion and religious people, uh, let's read some red letter and find out what Jesus said. Verse 8, Matthew 23, But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And do not let anyone call you father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The great among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And when you can find humble people, maybe they're not the smartest, maybe they're not the most disciplined, but they call God Father. They call you a brother. They aren't full of lies and secrets when they get to know you, right? Um, brothers are so important, so very valuable, way more valuable than the things that we shop for on Black Friday, right? Another big screen TV, diamond ring, expensive car. Man, the value of a brother or sister cultivating those relationships. It's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's funny how we spend our money, our life energy on buying stuff like around Christmas. I don't think that's Jesus' idea, uh, us going into debt and having to work more hours to pay off our stuff we bought, right? It's a different investment. Um, It's investing time, energy in a relationship with someone that maybe you could learn to trust, maybe that I could learn to trust. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I'm working through some of that and learning to, to have some folks to lean on and, and getting into this last chapter of my story, uh, has been interesting. It's been good. Um, again, the December 1st, you're right. I'm going to crank this out and it's going to be awesome. And that was unrealistic. So I'm okay with that, but 
this work will be out soon, hopefully. Um, my story, I'm getting into telling my story. It's going to be interesting. But this last chapter is still in the works. So pray for me in that. Uh, I'll be praying for you guys. Again, thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.